Welcome to the Buried Gems Podcast, where we dig through internet literature to try and find the next big thing. There's a story they go over in the class. I think it's some Canadian software company, and they make uh, they make a, a like a, a it's a device that shoots X-rays at you to like kill cancer. But like, so they they originally they had like little locks on it, and you had to manually lock the thing, and then. Uh, they found out that like if you press the buttons too fast on the machine on the new model, it wouldn't lock the it wouldn't put the thing in, so it would shoot gamma rays essentially at people. <laughs> and it would like <laughs> microwave them alive underneath the table. Oh my god! But like the Jesus. company just did not believe that they did something wrong, so they just kept thinking, nah, they must have they must have put something in wrong. There's no way that because like they, they it would look like a bullet wound, like there was like an exit wound of the radiation oh, on dang. the other right. side of the body. Oh my god! It's like no, There's no hiding. <laughs> There's guys, nothing uh, going on here. <laughs> wear a scarf on your way out. <laughs> I actually watched a YouTube video where like it was talking about the biggest blunders with radiation because you know it was the 1940s and 50s we didn't really understand how radiation worked there was like a story about a guy who was like playing with tonsils like with this you know uranium he was like hey you know hey it's fine as long as it doesn't touch me like the beam went right through him and he just died like a day later he was like oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, well you know what isn't dangerous to handle with tongs is this podcast where we dive into the internet archives of fan fiction (laughs) to try and find the next big author. God damn it. You can't can't segue everything, you asshole. (laughs) Uh, I have two stories for you guys. I think these authors, one, I still am holding out on the first author that they're going to make it big because we have had them before on the show. Uh, we got two great stories, and we're gonna see if they can get big. So you know Harry Potter. Oh yeah. Would you say it's moderately successful? Uh yeah. I mean, I'd I'd give it like a five <laughs> out of ten on success for literature. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, so like, only seven movies, not enough. <laughs> okay. You need all fourteen right, well, movies. Fourteen that's movies. Look at, look at Captain America. Um, they have like book. Harry Potter world, and so I feel like that is the real success here <laughs> in Disneyland. <laughs> and if we think that? it deserves five out of five Harry Potters, I'll say that. <laughs> so, would you say that the next big author would be on the internet? Possibly. Possibly. Okay, there we I go. I mean, yeah, it's totally possible. I mean, that's how they found Fifty Shades of Grey. Is it really? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it was it on a started out as Twilight fan fiction, erotic, like Twilight like a really rapey fan fiction of Twilight. Class. Oh and then they made a half porn movie and then a half porn sequel. And both times, old women went to try and like get their jimmies off in the theater and got very mad that there was no penetration. There were no jimmies getting off in those theaters. No getting off in the theater on that one. Do you remember the author Wasp Sting? Yes, I do. Well, he was the kangaroo story, wasn't he? No, he was the hypocrisy hunter. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, this guy. So just for uh, Soren and Alicia and anyone listening who hasn't, who hasn't listened to our hypocrisy hunter, uh, Wasting, <laughs> th- this is their bio. He hunts Hello. hypocrisy. <laughs> That's one of his greatest stories. <laughs> okay. Hello, you may have heard of me. I am Wasp Sting, but was once called Honeybee 12. I like reading and writing stories, especially funny stories. It helps me restore my slowly dying faith in humanity. And stories about revenge are my favorite. I want to write a book someday. I write for Fanfic too. If you want to go see him on Fanfic, his username is Foxtrot Tango 543 So anyone who likes a story and wants to read more of Wasting, uh, you know, he's on FictionPress.com as Wasting. That's a one instead of an I. And then he's Foxtrot Tango 543 with underscores. 
in between everything on fiction on fan fiction, but I could not find him. So I don't. I, don't, I think he might have deleted his account. <laughs> so, he, so, moved uh, to an, story, he moved to another username. <laughs> well, he's Honeybee. Well, he went uh, from Honeybee to Wasp Sting. You got a little edgier, right? Yeah. Because wasps can sting you multiple times. They you don't die. If you're a wasp and you so sting someone, just look for like Black Widow sting or something. There you, you'll <laughs> find them there. Uh, so this story is called "Love to Eat." It's a short story. I can so relate we'll with... already with this title. Do you guys love to eat? <laughs> I, t- I do. <laughs> I can't control it. Actually, I, I gotta admit, <laughs> I'm a sucker for food. Well, if you guys are ready. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, Alicia so. and Soren, you know, you're here just to review the media and give your take on it. We we need someone to to be able to review it. <laughs> we do love fanfic. We rate we rate all these as six out of five Harry Potters. So we need At you least. guys to be grounded and be like, "Whoa, guys, is this not that gonna good?" Make it? Okay, oh, I am Soren, a non fan fiction fan. <laughs> hey Tony, it's your turn to take out the trash. So get moving. <laughs> Emily, Already my wife, to told me as I played video games on the couch. <laughs> Don't want to. I told her. You do it. I've been doing it for a month now, Tony. It's your turn. She exclaimed, thrusting a stinky black bin bag in my face. I moved to get away from the smell, for the love of God. That bin bag had flies orbiting around it like the earth orbiting the sun. Only you don't expect the earth to make an annoying buzzing noise and occasionally land on something. Nope, still don't want to. I said, Seriously, Tony, I'm the one earning the money that pays the bills. The least you could do is help with the chores. Emily ordered, My money is paying for your food. Emily, you know I'm not your maid. I'm your husband. <laughs> I argued. Oh, I hate cleaning and I love food. That's just who I am. <laughs> hey, maybe getting fat would be nice because then I could have all the food I wanted. When I said this, I knew that it was the wrong thing to say. My darling wife looked like steam was about to come out of her ears. She clenched her fist. Her face turned red. And then she calmed down and returned to normal. Her eyes however, had an odd gleam to them that I just couldn't place. It seemed like she had a great idea or she was creating an evil scheme, but she never tried to hurt me. I'm her husband, for God's sake. Okay, I feel like I know where this is going already. (laughs) You think getting fat would be nice, huh? She whispered in my ear. So be it. That day, she prepared a really big lunch for me of chips and sausages. She even got a deluxe pizza from the freezer and had me eat it all. I was stuffed to the gills, so I asked for a drink to ease the bloated feeling. Emily arrived with a huge glass of chocolate milkshake and forced it to my lips. <laughs> I drank every nice drop. Milkshake to get rid of that bloated feeling. <laughs> I ended up passing out after the huge meal. I just couldn't take any more. I woke up the next day starving. The huge lunch I had the night before had stretched out my stomach that was now painful empty. I was about to get up, but then Emily walked in. Wait here, baby. I'll get you your breakfast. She made me a huge stack of pancakes coated in honey and butter, and there were grilled cheese sandwiches waiting for me once I was done. I didn't want to eat so much food at once, and I told her so. But you love to eat, she told me. Surely you can manage a little more. And I agreed. How hard could it be? 
like, it right, turned out that the point. answer was. <laughs> I do love to eat. <laughs> it turned out that the answer was very hard. I had to hold my hand to my mouth so I didn't throw up everything I'd just eaten. I would end up having serious stomach pain after every meal and would lie there. No, like, sorry. And after every meal and would like there. It wasn't like I would eventually have to go to work or anything. I worked from home as a web page designer, but Emily's office job paid the bills. <laughs> with with meals this big, I was beginning to dread dinner. Life was one big meal. I soon began to gain weight and freaked out about it. I'd always been a rather skinny guy, and now I had a round gut, an ass that seemed to widen every day, and arms that looked like flabby tree trunks. I told Emily that I wanted to stop eating so much unhealthy foods and go back to normal-sized meals, and she agreed on one condition. You have to show me that you can resist temptation. She negotiated. <laughs> Tony, you talk about getting back to a healthy lifestyle, but I don't think you mean it. <laughs> this all feels like an episode of The Sopranos of your fucking accidents. <laughs> it's like, come on, Tony, you're killing your mama. You gotta stop eating. <laughs> if you can prove... <laughs> if you can prove... You can resist, I'll stop. If you can't, then I will feed you whatever I want to feed you, no matter what you say. Agreed? I hesitated. The risk was high. But the rewards would be worth it if I succeeded. Agreed. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. What is the gamble he is taking here? He could just say, no, don't keep giving me pizza. Just give me cabbage. But what, you what loves the- to eat. <laughs> The risk is high, but the rewards be worth it. The rewards is that she stops giving him bad food. Why didn't he just negotiate to stop giving me bad food? Yeah, give me normal food. Give me normal. Or why does he just negotiate to do the chores? Because that sounds like what she's upset about. Why doesn't he just just not eat until he starts puking? Like it's just like his wife just started bringing him breakfast into bed. He was like, okay, well, well, I'm time. Fuck it, Tony. If you do not eat everything I give you, I'm gonna divorce your ass. I swear to God. Uh, And so the trial began. Emily wasn't going to go easy on me and left out a cheesy grilled cheese sandwiches on the kitchen counter. It smelled delicious, but I had to resist. Sighing, I made myself a bowl of health cereal, which tasted bland and left a bad taste in my mouth. But it would be worth it health so cereal. long as I could resist. <laughs> That's what I have for breakfast. Mm, health mm. cereal. <laughs> Lunch wasn't for another four hours, but plenty of sa- snacks were left for me until then. Bags of chips, sweets, popcorn, cookies, soda, <laughs> all my favorites waiting for me to eat them. It was hard, but I steered myself away from the pile of junk food and had an apple and a glass of water to hold me over. Lunch itself was really hard. There was a salad on my left and a huge plate of spaghetti on my right. <laughs> if I wanted to... That's the spaghetti! <laughs> it's his weakness. My name's Tony. There's spaghetti right here. This is cruel punishment. Uh, it's like a family guy joke. <laughs> Where did I'm this guy Italian. get this idea for this story from? <laughs> like, what? I don't... <laughs> I don't know. It's an Italian. I have to eat the spaghetti. <laughs> If I wanted this to stop, then the choice I had to make was obvious. I took the salad to the table and started to eat. It wasn't too bad, but it just didn't fill me up. My stomach growled like a wild animal. I needed more food. And that's when I saw the spaghetti as if for the first time. It looked perfect, dripping with sauce and piled high with meatballs and... What was I thinking? I had to prove that I had the willpower to get my life back on track. I couldn't allow myself to eat that plate of spaghetti, no matter how tasty it looked. 
Maybe just one forkful. This poor man. <laughs> this man has like like his wife like he's trying to diet and his wife is manipulating him to the point where he's just like unable to. I don't want to tell you this, but going on a diet, you should be challenging him on that. Like, oh, you know, here's all this temptation, so you know, you just gotta use willpower. How could you expect any decent man to be able to resist spaghetti? <laughs> if you honor, if you it's marry an honest man, he's not gonna way. resist that spaghetti. Like, let's just I say that his name is Tony, for God's sake. <laughs> that's just, I think that's, you know, I think that's criminal right there. You give a Tony man a spaghetti. It's definitely against the Eighth Amendment. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Weight Watcher says that when your spouse is dieting and they feel insecure about their weight, what you should do is leave open a pint of ice cream at the foot of their bed every morning and yell at them, you're a fat fuck, don't get out of bed. And then that will motivate them. To get out of bed, walk over the ice cream, not oh, not grab the beer in the fridge, and instead grab that carbonated soda water and t- go on a nice run. The carbonated <laughs> soda water is the healthy option. That's the healthy and option. I can think of all my you know significant others, and that's how that you know if I want to lose weight, <laughs> and everything to do was to motivate me by trying to give me unhealthy things. You know, they were just like, hey, you want to go to Pluckers? And it's like, I'm no, I'm on. I'm on a diet. It's like, no, we, you know, fine. You can get the salad. Like, we just, <laughs> so messed up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just one forkful, a pleading voice in my head whispered, just one. That'll be enough to tide you over. I thought about it for a second. Doing this would be breaking my end of the deal. But I was so hungry, and one bite wouldn't do me any harm. It wasn't like she'd ever know about it. I took a fork, stuck it into the spaghetti mountain, twirled it, and ate it. That was amazing, like a weight off my shoulders, and I wanted more. I'm getting hungry just listening to it. I ate like my life was dependent on finishing that plate, and every bite I took seemed better than the last. I had eaten about half the plate when I heard Emily's voice. (laughs) I knew it. She growled, staring at me with disgust. I knew you wouldn't be able to make it through the whole day, but going behind my back, that's what surprised me. <laughs> How can it surprise well. her? She left a plate of spaghetti on the table. Okay. All right. I leave a plate of spaghetti on the table. I'm so fucking surprised you ate the spaghetti. Well, if you're going to have spaghetti, you might as well have all of it. Now take the plate over to the table and don't get up until you've eaten everything. There are going to be some changes around here. Mark my words. <laughs> oh my god. What does she want? Does she want him to get fat or not? I, I think she I wants so him many. to take out the garbage. <laughs> That's a cruel game. It's a bad a marriage. Really, the long con on this. <laughs> yeah, for real. Emily was right. After that fateful day, I was fed constantly and more than ever. Now she had to put my meals on multiple plates and give me goals to reach before I could be given time to digest my meal and sleep the stomach pain off. And if I didn't reach my goal. I would be punished by eating all the food I could stomach in one go and more. Then she'd give me a tube with a funnel on the end of it and pour weight gain shakes down it until she knows I can't take it anymore. This is abuse. She's doing what they do to fucking geese. This is like abuse. This is abuse at this point. She's fatting him up. He's going to make some good pate at the end of this. Like, cut that liver up. 
At one point, it was psychological abuse. Now it's like physical <laughs> abuse. She's literally putting in a tube of funnel. <laughs> I think just shoving food. Men yeah. everywhere should take this as a lesson to take out the damn trash. Okay. <laughs> like, I love this Jesus next sentence. <laughs> I had no way of stopping this. Since I was tied to the bed with heavy-duty ropes and oh some my of my God. old belts that didn't fit me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the motivation. <laughs> so, so she's got like a 500 pound man just tied to the bed by ankles. She has a fat fetish. That's the answer. <laughs> that's what I've been thinking this entire time. I want you to look like one of those lumberjack boys, you know? Have you guys seen that clip of the, the TLC show with like the morbidly obese guy who has to bathe in like a tub on his porch? <laughs> no, what? It's like this six, seven hundred pound man who like has to get in like a baby pool or like a, like a trough for like pigs or whatever, and he like gets in there with a bunch of water, and they have like his dad come out with like a like a jug. Oh, they, his like, dad. That's so sad. TLC's uh, doing great stuff now. Oh yeah, oh, they're God. a wonderful network. Oh, I've been dude. tied to the bed for a while now. I don't remember the date she locked me here, but I don't think it will stop anytime soon. This Emily put a goal into a straight up like, <laughs> like one of those cases where they keep the kids like in the basement. <laughs> like, oh, How did she overpower him to like <laughs> just say no? I think he's just held down by his own I mean, weight at this at, point. Like, somewhere so between like the two hundred pound range and the four hundred pound range, he would have the muscle strength and pure mass yeah. to yeah. suffocate her with his own. Body he could just fucking escape. sit on her. <laughs> like he could just roll over and land on top of her. Uh, he is. He, he let himself get to this point. This is just kind happening. of his fault. <laughs> okay, we should have put we a victim blame here again. I mean, to be fair, he's the one who. I, they, she didn't start shoving the tube down his throat until she tied him down to the bed. Like, there was plenty of time before that. I'm not trying to say Emily's a good wife. That's exactly what I'm saying. Emily put adult diapers on me so I wouldn't have to get up to go to the toilet. And I'm sure she got a bunch of food delivery services on speed dial since they always get here really fast. And even and every time they arrive, they have loads of food, and I have to eat it all before Emily even thinks about giving me a break. Because I've been eating all the food she gives me, I've become enormously fat. Or what? Of- <laughs> like back to the force feeding? I don't get it. <laughs> okay. None of my clothes fit me anymore, and I have to wear a nightgown that's more like a tent. Emily has to loosen the belt holding me down, but I'm not sure why since I've probably become immobile since then. I go on my computer a lot these days when my hands aren't tied, but it's still really boring since Emily's at work most of the day. I make sure to eat the food she leaves out for me since there's only so much I can do on my laptop before I get bored, and eating helps the time go by a little bit faster so I don't, get, don't go mad at boredom. But the fact that I basically ask for this amount of utter helplessness and dependency is something I can't ignore. It's embarrassing, and she loves to taunt me with it, holding up my clothes to show me how fat I am now. (laughs) I once said getting fat would be nice because I could have all the food I wanted. Well, I got all the food I wanted and all the food I didn't want, too. The only thing I want now is to make the nightmare stop. The end. (laughs) That was so fucked up. Oh, my God. So we just witnessed someone gaslight the shit out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not someone lie. that can't leave the house. 
the fact that the character is like, well, this is what, you know, was coming to me, you know, I said I wanted to be fat, so, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, at the beginning, I thought this was going to turn into fat fetish, but then it just went, like, full-on torture porn. Like, what the fuck? That's, like, the perfect way to ruin someone's life. It's like, they're ugly and fat, and they also can't leave the house. Oh, how do you know he's ugly? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> sorry, sorry. He, I'm sure he is now. <laughs> Making some assumptions here. You saying fat people are ugly? Jesus Christ. No, no, no. The man doesn't leave the house. Hashtag healthy at any weight. That's what I'm saying. He's healthy. That man is healthy. That man is obviously healthy with the protein shakes being forced down his throat. Oh my God. He's gained those gains. Listen, I'm all for body positivity, but there's a line. <laughs> there is. You know how much weight you would gain with force feeding protein shakes? If you drink a protein shake once every day and don't cut back on how much you're eating and exercise, you will gain 15 pounds in like two weeks. I've done it by accident. So, like, how, how you were being like force-fed foie gras style. Exactly. I wasn't... <laughs> we have a human foie gras. I'm just imagining like this fat guy tied like sex style to the bed and then just has like a oh big funnel and just start going oh! and she's just pouring like fat like whole milk and protein powder this is so i get again how did this guy come up with this shit like, <laughs> uh, oh, well so how do you guys think the story was <laughs> well, it was therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely made an impression. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of you know some. He had some good metaphors in there, some good writing, and but you know the characters. This this guy, I can't relate to this guy. Can't relate to the main <laughs> no, character. No, no, actually, fat. that's why Alicia's saying. <laughs> Alicia, that's not it. Alicia hates anybody who's not exactly a hundred and sixty pounds. Can, if they're five six, so I'm assuming if they're five seven, you give them an extra ten pounds. <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, it's your fat shaming model, so I'll let you be the dictator. On yeah, it. why don't you give us a chart? <laughs> like the U.S. Army? I might. I'm like three po three pounds off before I can't talk to Alicia anymore. It's like, oh, oh no, don't be like that. <laughs> yeah, come on, just zone. lose a few pounds, man. It doesn't have to come be on. like this. You come on, man. It would ever get to the point where like let's say our phones could tell our weight like instantaneously most of the time i don't know how they would do that but let's say they could and it was available on social media like say like insta or instagram and and uh what's the the casual fucking one tinder <laughs> casual so, fucking one that's what it is it's for casual fucking you're not and only like 20% of the people have an immense success. Everybody else is kind of just in like a kiddie pool. But <laughs> but imagine if you could see people's weight on there. A, all of those weird angles that people do would no longer matter. And B, so many left swipes <laughs> could be coming out of there. Like, you know, the guy who like took the one good picture from like the day in August after the gym. 
no longer no everyone's like oh well he's been eating hot wings and beer for the last seven months god damn i don't like how you keep singling me out here (laughs) (laughs) i feel bad enough about my weight already for you (laughs) why do you think i chose the story (laughs) you don't want you to end up like this guy okay This is a it's already happened. Tale. I'm actually tied to a bed right now. I need help. Did you? Did this exact scenario happen? I want to tell you this, but I'm actually wasting. I would appreciate if you guys gave me a five out of five Harry Potters. Well, I gotta least. say, I really like this one. There's only one typo I noticed, which is amazing. No, there wasn't. Yeah, oh, there was, yeah. I didn't, I didn't make any typos. <laughs> well, you made one. I was about to say, compared to some of the other stuff we've read, it's pretty well, well written, like, grammatically speaking and everything. Like now, But that's not saying much. <laughs> it's listed as a horror. Okay. But I feel like this is more of, of like a dark comedy. It's like a dark comedy. <laughs> so as a horror, I would give it a two and a half, three out of five. <laughs> Harry Potter's. As a dark comedy, solid four. Yeah, I'd say a four, but like I could kind of see this being a children's book or something, minus like the, the tied to the bed, minus that. I mean, it is, it is just rated, get some like Roald Dahl style like illustration okay. going on and like some Doctor Seuss. But it'd be kind Seuss of funny. Rhymes. It's got like it's got like a lesson at the end and stuff, but like I could see some funny What's images the from lesson? this. The lesson is don't let your girlfriend gaslight you into becoming a thousand pound man. I just imagine they're reading like they have colored pictures now. And it's kindergarten. Everyone's now it's like remember if you eat ice cream when you're trying to diet a woman will come in and force feed you all this food so don't do it uh, god alicia i know you're so anti-fat people please stop it's that sanitizing noise of science happening oh my god uh so how about you soren what do you give it i don't know i <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, if we're going based off of the the horror, I gotta give it two out of five. It was it was disturbing, but it wasn't scary. So, but for dark comedy, three point five out of five Harry Potters. I think it was. I think it it was, it was pretty. It was pretty entertaining in a dark way, and I de- I definitely got some laughs out of it. Does it deserve the full four out of five Harry Potters? I'm I'm not that convinced. I I thought it could have been a little bit more inspired. It seemed, yeah. It seemed contrived. <laughs> Maybe actually I'm gonna take it down to just three out of five Harry Potters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm completely on board with uh, Soren here. This is a three out of five if I've ever seen one. You know, it it has, you know. Some good qualities to it. It was really funny at some points, but I I just think I think the biggest flaw is that there just wasn't more. Like I felt like there needed to be a little bit more of a build up to that. Like oh now I'm being chained to the bed and you know everything like that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah or, he could have made that part scarier. He could. He should have just like he should have just like skipped forward like three months and then he's just like laying in the bed like he's been tied there the whole time you know what would have been funny is that so like he was typing this right and then he could have like you know by the end his fingers got so fat that like his typing's all messed up he's like trying this, to type it could have been him writing a, a help message out of his house trying to be like come help me i live at x lane or whatever that would have been fun i would like that 
this might have been better as like you know like a computer diary type thing and like you know it's like day 46 it's like help <laughs> so much food <laughs> can't day three three hundred pressing day 340 <laughs> fat fingers scanned <laughs> I mean, they do make they special for fat fingers. I'm so fat. Imagine being fat or like Shaquille just because his hands are scary big. Um, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that picture where he holds like the water bottle and like a normal water bottle. He held like, oh, the yeah, tip the of shack, his finger and it shack, makes it look like, like a toy car. <laughs> but the It's like right after he awful. ate like a ghost pepper chip or something. So he's like, ooh, and then he's got ooh. this. Bottle between yes, like his, I, I like exactly. two fingers. It blew my mind. I was like, "Oh my god, that's a that's a water bottle. That's a, <laughs> a normal size water bottle." <laughs> but imagine like an old flip phone with that, with the small buttons. Impossible. Impossible. Even a payphone. I think. I think you press one through nine all at the same time when you have shack fingers. Yeah. Well, you know what's super hot? Our advertisers. And you know what? We're going to have to take a quick break and let them know how we're doing. So we'll see you guys back after the break. I woke up today in the woods, as one does. And uh, I wasn't camping, but... I woke up in the woods, and I realized um, that the all the branches were, like, poking me, and it was really painful, and I was, like, getting scratched all over, and I was, like, you know, I don't want to tell you about the situation downstairs. It was, it was, it was, it was a mess, bloody, so many scratches, and I thought to myself, I need a product that, you know, will stop all these scratches from, you know, getting on my system and all that. And I went down to the mall afterwards, after I got out of the woods. I mean, that took a while. That was a whole adventure. I could write a short story about it. Maybe be better than Harry Potter. Who knows? But I went down to the mall, and I found the, I found the company and the product that, uh, that solved my problems. It's called Clothes. Um, I wear them every day now. Uh, before, uh, I I I never really tried it, but now I wear them every day, and it does help, especially when I wake up in the woods, cause I I stop getting cut up. So this is just a, you know, quick word from our sponsor, clothes. You should probably wear them. They um help with the elements. <laughs> He wasn't as good as Kinky Friedman, though. How would you guys be interested in uh, seeing uh, Lobster Man himself, Jordan Peterson, run for Canadian Prime Minister? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I would love to see Uh, him try. To answer your question, I would vote for him. 
I would become a citizen of Canada and vote for him. You would. Um. I mean, I would say yes, just for like the the joke, but considering Trump won, <laughs> he might actually win. He might actually part. win, yeah. so no. <laughs> Alicia's from Canada. For anyone who doesn't know, yeah. she's, she's she's staring at me very no. scared. Alicia, do you what? know who Jordan Peterson is? <laughs> Not very much, no. But compared to Trump, mm. uh, he's a he's a he's guy. Probably who not as that... bad as Trump, but he's. I mean, he's pretty he's damn pretty bad. bad. <laughs> he okay, so he thinks that postmodern Marxism is destroying the West, and the way we stop that and make sure everyone gets back to good old spiritual wealth is a letting God into your life, of course. B making your bed in the fucking morning, like make your goddamn bed, Alicia. Like you, so, who? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, I know you don't make your bed. Low blow. How did he know? Because. <laughs> Uh, make sure that the woman stays at home. I remember him bringing that up, or at yep. least he says that mm-hmm. it should be one person, but it's a heavy implication that like. The, the well, that's how he home. plays the game, right? He just makes heavy implications all over the place. I'm not saying that <laughs> the woman needs to be at home. Oh, uh huh. I'm I'm sorry if that's what you thought I meant by that. But what I am saying is that there needs to be a strong presence of family in in the homestead, and w- the only way you can do that is by making your bed. <laughs> <laughs> Say ContraPoints video on Jordan Peterson pretty much nails the whole thing on it. Yeah, head, she's really so she did a really good job with it. Anyone listening to this, if anyone ever listens to this, listen <laughs> watch ContraPoints on Jordan Peterson. And you know what's a counterpoint to that discussion? Is our new story. And we got another story. <laughs> on Fickwad dot <laughs> you don't think it's a counterpoint? <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies, but yeah, fuck it. Uh, so this story is by I was on fickwad.com. It's by Narwhal Puppy, um, but we have their name here. Um, they joined in 2015, from what I can guess, late 2015. Yeah. Uh, here's their bio. Hello, my name is Tony. I live in Colorado, and for six months out of the year, I live in Nebraska. Went to college for two years in Utah, and I work as a nurse's aide. We have a lot of information about Tony, so let's just go through it. Favorite colors. Light blue and sea green. Favorite animals. Narwhals and puppies. He also, they, she also loves Fucking all the other animals, too. Oh, it's, it's Tony with an I. Favorite bands. Muse, Pavement, Caged Elephant, Ghost BC, Garbage, The Neighborhood, Cobra Starship, Arctic Monkeys, and Block Party. All right, Block Cobra Party Starship, with a K. are you kidding me? <laughs> Favorite shows. Breaking Bad, iZombie, American Horror Story, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Hawaii Five-O, Futurama, and American Dad. She also really likes uh, action-adventure movies, horror movies, and screwball comedies. Favorite authors. This is very pertinent information here. F. Scott Fitzgerald, James Mishner, Ernest Hemingway, Anne Rice, Danielle Steele, Nora Roberts, John Steinbeck, J.D. Salinger, and William Faulkner. So now basically just... I mean, it, it sounds just like the books that she read in high school, but... <laughs> well, I mean, probably not William <laughs> Faulkner, but... Completely completely and rants! <laughs> like, if she, if she... I mean, if someone's reading Faulkner in high school, that's a that's an edgy high school. <laughs> Was Anne Rand on that list? No, Anne Rice. Anne Rice. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who she is either. I but, I mean, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, probably took AP English. Uh, not, there's not no David AP. Foster Wallace, so her tastes are trash. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, uh, they won't be publishing any fanfics on here yet, 
but that was a while ago, so they could be up here. Uh, they are. Uh, she is hoping to put some Futurama and American Dad fanfics up, but that's not what we're reading today. But uh, there are a few of them. There's meeting her in church, something about a hypnotist in a church, fixing bad, uh, benders, and uh, I guess makes meth. Uh, and the American Dad ones are the Flim Flam Stan and uh, Greg Ma- Mary's uh, Terry. So she just writes fan fiction for like adult animation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's Desper Roger. Uh, it's about it's a Roger, Desper but in a Hemingway Roger. novel. <laughs> and I want to make sure that no one should take offense to their concepts. He, she makes it very clear at the bottom that. They're adult cartoons. They're gonna be. They're gonna be a little messy. Don't take offense. We're not reading any of those today, though. We're reading an original work. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, only OC on this this podcast. Only OC, and that is Quirky Dades or Dades. It's with a Z. How do you say that? Quirky Dades. Dates. Dates. There we go. <laughs> Quirky Dates. That is canon now. Dates. So. Hot Streets presents a narwhal puppy production. Quirky Detez. Inside the FBI building, Hot Streets division, Bransky, French, and Chubby Webbers had some time off. <laughs> Chubby Webbers. Okay. I don't even know how to do these voices. I'm going to need some suggestions for these. <laughs> you need to get real wacky with this shit, bro. That's your job, yeah. not my job. So Bransky, French, and Chubby Webbers, all men. So you need, you, have to, you have a little bit of time to think about what these voices <laughs> okay. are supposed to be. Oh, God. <laughs> Bransky, French, and Chubby Webbers had some time off from working paranormal phenomenon. They were in a game room that was built. I mean, all game rooms are built, <laughs> to my knowledge. Bransky oh. was playing whack-a-mole and says... <laughs> Who's <laughs> <It was> Bransky? <laughs> Boy, I loved this game when I was a kid. French responds. That's a thing. All we had to do to get these games was to take them from that failing Chuck E. Cheese across the street. Boy, am I going to miss that place. Chubby Webbers and French were playing air hockey. <laughs> Beat you again, French. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby Webbers laughs. French reaches into his pocket. Fine, here's your pay. Chubby Webbers gets some coins from French. <laughs> Wanna take me on again, chicken shit? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's not gonna have cursing because of the names, but it does. <laughs> Bransky wasn't impressed. Are you those still playing that air hockey? Such losers. Come on over and play whack-a-mole with me, and you'll see some real action. French and Chubby Webbers refused. That game looks too cruel. <laughs> Chubby Webbers cries. Gotta go with Chubby Webbers yeah, Bransky. It does look awful brutal. French agreeing and backing away. Oh, please. Can't you even hear yourselves? You two are acting like a bunch of whiny, butthurt social justice warriors. What's oh, wrong? God. Here we go. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not like it's real or anything. Bransky brags to his co-workers. French sees an LJN video art. Do you guys know what LJN video art is? 
No. Mm-mm. It's uh, you guys know Mario Paint? No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was <laughs> a tw- a game. A- I do. I don't know why. But. So L G A Video Art is a toy. Uh, there's a AVGN episode about it if you want if you want to check it out. It's a toy made in the 90s by uh, an infamous game company called LJN. They essentially made every bad movie adaptation onto the NES and SNES. So if you, um, Did they make E.T., the the his super notoriously shitty E.T. game? Atari. Atari. No, that was Atari. They, they, oh, okay, they, okay. LJN. Uh, but... So with video art, it was a drawing game. You would put it in your Super Nintendo, and it would come with like a little joystick. It looked crazy. The joystick was like six <laughs> inches high and like thinner than a pencil, and it had a big ball at the top of it, and it would make a really squeaky noise, like if you put like oily fingers on styrofoam and oh. press really hard, and like. And you can't draw shit because, like, when you move it the slightest amount, it would jump like fifty pixels. <laughs> like, you see people try to Isn't draw it, with like, it. Sensitivity like settings on that shit. Well, like, I mean, what? it's a joystick that's half a foot long, and you have your thumb on the very top of it, and you're trying to maneuver. It doesn't make any sense. But that is, the 80s. But that is that is a context the of what LJN video time. art is. <laughs> Just so that anybody, everyone knows, that's what they're referring to. Okay. LJN video art. <laughs> that's a weird profession to have, but okay. <laughs> <sighs> no, thank you, Bronski. I'll take my chances with my favorite kid's toy, LJN video art. Chubby Weber <laughs> states about French. What a lame-ass weirdo. Well said. I hate to be at one of, those, one of his parties. Bronski replies, Sue Park and Jin walked into the game room. Are we having a fun yet, boys? Asked Sue Park. <laughs> like, totally. Chubby Weber says. Good, here's some more games. Jen told them as she was rolling a box with the cart. Sue Park tells Bransky in French. I just got the word that one of uh, the Kepler planets has a dating game show called Crooked Dates. <laughs> God. <laughs> Is that Bransky. what this is about? A dating show? <laughs> Bransky, here, here always standing up at the chance to rush into solving mysteries, runs up and says, uh, We'll be there soon. Sue Park, assu- Sue Park assures them. It doesn't seem to pose any threat at the moment. However, I will keep in touch with you about it. I'd just like to it's... make a point here. Just because she has a Korean name doesn't mean you have to talk in like a super <laughs> stereotypical Asian accent. Absolutely, I do. <laughs> she, could be, she, she could be like third generation for all you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to distinguish them, Soren. Okay. <laughs> you sound like a social justice warrior, like. French yeah, and Bansky oh when they wouldn't Such play a... when they wouldn't play <laughs> whack-a-mole. Oh god. Uh, yeah, because that's what social justice warriors are worried about. They care about, about moles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Until then, enjoy your week off, Uncle Mark. You need it. Jen suggests. Alright, but just for now, guarantee you all I won't rest until uh, the bad creatures do, said Bransky. Most men your age are in retirement, Uncle Mark, Jen states, then goes on. You know, like sitting in the countryside, bonding with their grandchildren? Three days went on and Bransky and French were bored. They were both seen sitting on the steps of the FBI building. <laughs> I love that imagery. <laughs> like tired children in front of the FBI. <laughs> uh, 
I thought I would love to have a few days off, Bransky, said French. Wish some kind of supernatural crime would come our way, said Bransky. If only there was something to do. Whines, French. I'm beginning to miss stopping bad monsters from other dimensions or wherever. Bransky then has a provision. Was thinking about what Jen said the other day. French said, You mean how men your age shall be retired? Exactly, I mean you and uh, you are. <laughs> exactly, I mean you are and I aren't exactly getting any younger. To anyone listening, that is exactly how the sentence is written. <laughs> I mean you are and I aren't. Oh God, I would scare my brain a little bit. Said Bransky. Uh, too bad we can't date again. What women will have us? Let's face the hard-ass truth here. We're all washed up! Exclaimed French despondently. <laughs> that was very despondent. is <laughs> for crying out loud. So maybe it doesn't hurt to have a little fun. Just want to feel young again. Bransky said. Jan and Chubby Webbers walked up to them. Uh, did I just hear you say you want to date, Uncle Mark? Yes, both me and French. Bransky answers. You know Sue Puck said something about a dating game show. Chubby Webber's replies. On that Kepler planet? Asks French. Exactly. They're doing that thing again said where Jen. they say this person said this after every single line of dialogue. Yep. And it makes me yep. so angry when they do that. Don't you just love me cutting in to let you know that they said something after they said it? Why does every single shitty fanfic writer do that? I don't get it. Oh, yes. You'd be like Alicia Sto Silverstone in Clueless. French tells Jen. Chubby Webber's asks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Who would you both like to go out with if you could? <laughs> Bransky answers. Always wanted to go to ask out Dr. Stephanie Craw. I like to notice <laughs> that they're doing the actually the opposite of the normal flaw. The normal flaw is dialogue they and then said whoever. They're doing it the backwards way to where and say it's, <laughs> it's something it's someone says blank. Next person replies blank, and it makes it even more confusing. Yeah, it really does. I'm <laughs> I, having I a hard say, time following you guys, this. You guys have the text in front of you. It's a little hard for me to follow. <laughs> yeah, same here. I'm a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're talking so, about so, going on a gaming show, and yeah, this person wants to date the doctor. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know if the doctor's an established character. Here's what has happened. Here's what's happened. <laughs> Thank you. We played with some arcade games. Yeah. Like uh, we we raided a Chuck E. Cheese, or these characters raided a Chuck E. Cheese. Then like two bitches just show up and they're like, "Hey, you guys are getting old." Yeah. Who are these people? They're, <laughs> they're the managers of the FBI. <laughs> Hot Streets Edition. God. They're in the FBI and they're like they're in the FBI Supernatural Division, basically. And they robbed and, the like, Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> Yeah, well, because there's like a ghost haunting the Chuck E. Cheese or something like How that. How did so I miss all, all of this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so then uh, after that, uh, you know, pretty much the the, fe the female comes up and is like, I think it's her grandfather is Brensky. And she's like, you're getting too old for this. You need to find someone. Right, yeah. I remember and so, that yeah. Part, yeah. And so he's like, 
and then the other one's like, yeah, there's a dating show on a pl- another planet. Okay, okay, yeah. And so now we're here. <laughs> okay, so it's actually saying... on another planet. I thought there was like a hyperbole. Hyperbol- no, no, it's literally on a Kepler planet, which is like <laughs> some planet the out in the middle of the right, let's go. All right, yeah. Okay, I'm down for this. I'm, I'm more down for her than I was before Jin takes it. out her JSON phone. Uh, It's Jason, but an acronym. I don't know what it stands for. JSON. JSON. I, uh, J- oh, it's Jin takes out her Jason iPhone. It's like Siri, I'm assuming. I'm assuming right? like Siri, but Siri doesn't stand for anything. It's just a name. This stands for something. Probably like just ask something. Oh, no. The JavaScript object, object notation. <laughs> the JavaScript, the JavaScript the ob- object notation? Phone. This phone uses that? It must be cutting edge. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, make some reservations for the game show Quirky Dates for <laughs> Stephanie Craw, Mark Bransky, and Donald French. Jason responds. Reservations complete. Dr. Stephanie Craw will automatically be transported via rocket ship. <laughs> wow, that was wow. very soothing. <laughs> <laughs> Now this is your chance to go on a date with Stephanie. <laughs> Jin tells Bransky. Where does that leave me? You didn't seem uh you didn't set a date for me on that show. Brinch yells. Dr. Stephanie Craw was the scientist who wanted to stop that monster from the episode Operation Large and in Charge. Some people came to her house and took her from her home. What in the <laughs> world? She asks. Uh, you've been chosen for a blind date, Bransky said. <laughs> Can I talk to you uh, for a minute alone, Jen? Jen, Chubby Webbers, and Bransky talk in private. Uh, you're right. We totally forgot about French, Uncle Mark, <laughs> said Jen. Who can we ask to be a French's date? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Bransky trying to think. I'll do it, Chubby Webber says, jumping at the chance. <laughs> Perfect. Chubby Webbers has dressed like a woman before. He will be French's date, and he won't know the difference. I'm Jen glad we're said, getting some trans positivity in this, at least. <laughs> or, I guess it's just drag positivity. Dude, if someone's a fan of American Dad, they're all for trans positivity, man. <laughs> if there's one thing that show teaches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, sounds like a plan to me, said Bransky. Uh, we found you a date, French, said Bransky. She'll be on the show, too, Chubby Webbers <laughs> yells out. You know, just stop with the, just like edit it out, you know, just get rid no, of it. No, you gotta keep, that's no, what the story is. Be... It's so hard. It's a little tough, you know, I'm kind of confused. We, we could have divvied up the characters for <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who awesome. to, I don't know who's more to blame. Okay, here. how about this? How about this? I'll, I'll I can take on a character to make it a little less confusing. Uh, uh you you could be Jan. I'll be Jen. Okay. Awesome. French said back. <laughs> they all decided <laughs> to keep Chubby Webbers as French's state a secret. As the Hot Street Gang enters the FBI building and goes inside the rocket ship to Planet Kepler, Jen was on her Jason knife uh, Jason iPhone. What are the creatures at the Kepler planet, Jason? She asked. The creatures there are just like humans and have blue skin. They have no desire to take over the Earth and destroy humanity. (laughs) Well, that's reassuring. (laughs) (laughs) 
Why did you ask that Eiffel yours about who lives there? <laughs> asked French. Wanted to be sure it was okay, said Jen. She asked Jason again. What kind of game show is Quirky Dates? Jason says, It's like Blind Date, now calling Max. The whole plant's culture revolves around Quirky Dates, the sh dating show, now calling <laughs> the guy who you think is your boyfriend. <laughs> Bransky and Fringe stare at Jen. What? Just looking out for you guys. To Quirky Dates we go! Chubby Webbers points into space. In a rocket ship going to Kepler next to the ones the Hot Street gangs were in, Dr. Stephanie Craw was in there waving to the Hot Street's rocket ship. She had no idea what was going on. The Hot Streaks, that's the name of their, like, posse, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the Paranormal Investigation Unit of the FBI. Okay, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they're no, going, the FBI loves they're going on a rocket ship to planet Kepler, which, ignoring the fact that Kepler's not a planet, is... <laughs> Why am it's I going to Kepler? She pondered. System. <laughs> Who is this blind date? This is Room Raiders? Both rocket ships landed on Kepler and parked next to a huge television studio. The entrance read, Quirky Dates. One side had a line of men who were to be contestants on the show. The other had women in a line to be the mystery date. Dr. Stephanie Crawl was flattered that she was going to be on a dating game show. Ooh. What handsome hunk will ask me out? She wondered as she was being led to the line of women. Jen dressed chubby wubbers like a woman with a black long-haired wig, <laughs> dress, and heels. Bransky and French were already in line to be contestants and wore passes around their neck. All right, chubby wubbers, you're going to be French's date, so we have to do this to make him feel good. You get me? Asked Jen. Right. Chubby wubbers <laughs> affirmed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I can totally do this. Bransky and French were in line to get into the game show. Wonder who I will uh, end up with? Asked French. Well, uh, uh, well, it's the element of surprise, French. Hopefully soon I can show Stephanie a great time and she'll want <laughs> to be with me. Bransky says then to himself. Perhaps maybe I should get her in bed too. Been a while since I've been late. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of aliens who lived in Kepler looked like dark skin, dark blue skinned humans with bald heads and needles sticking out of their heads. Don't mean to sound racially biased, but those aliens look like Hellraiser and Blueface. <laughs> Bransky laughs. What's Hellraiser? Asked French. Wyatt, you don't know what Hellraiser is. <laughs> Stupid French. <laughs> it was a movie. Really good. You should see it. Said Bransky. A couple of security guards sees Bransky in French. Anybody with passes can come in. The guard sees Bransky in French. Are you the guys from Earth? He asked. Vicious! Said Bransky. <laughs> yeah. The guard gives him his approval, only letting Bransky in French. Everyone else who didn't get a pass, get your asses back home! Oh <laughs> Bransky and French were being led to the studio where Quirky Dates was being filmed. Bransky cracked a joke. Something chilled me right off the bat that these Keplarians were going to be assholes. I'm French glad they said. told us that that was a joke because I would not have known otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Must you already judge? 
Jen was in the audience. Chubby Webbers and Dr. Stephanie Craw were approved to go in, but were both hiding in the closets with doors that read Door 1 and Door 2. An announcer calls out, Live from the Game Show Society of Kaplar, it's a favorite game show this side of the Milky Way! The audience cheers. Go, Uncle Mark. Go, Uncle Mark. Go bag yourself a rich one. Jen cheering for Bransky. The announcer continues. What's the best dating game show in the whole wide universe? The audience shouts back, Quirky Dutchess! The host comes onto the stage and the announcer introduced him. And here is your host, Chuck Trebek! (laughs) (laughs) Quirky Dutchess had a light-up sign with neon lights that spelled the title of the show. Chuck Trebek had a tuxedo. Welcome, everybody, to another exciting edition of Quirky Dates. On tonight's episode, we two contestants, we two contestants who join us all the way from Earth, please welcome Mark Brzezinski and Donald French. The audience claps. <laughs> Chuck interviews Bransky. <laughs> please, Mr. Mark Bransky, do tell us about yourself. I work for the FBI on Earth. I solve crimes and take down penis looking badasses every day. <laughs> you say penis looking badasses? Yeah, penis looking badasses. Okay. Wonderful. Chuck said as he walked over to French. And what about you, sir? I'm his partner, and I do the exact same thing! French responded happily. The audience laughs, and Chuck explains the game. In this game, we tell the mystery dates a thing or two about ourselves and see if you're a match with your date. A date is waiting for you behind either door number one or door number two. Let's begin. Chuck walks over to door number one. Door number one. What do you look for in a guy? Stephanie Craw answered, One who's nice, kind, understanding, and puts others' needs ahead of his own. Chuck walks over to door number two. Door number two. What do you look for in man? I like that. It's like a philosophical question. What do you look for in man, in the the collective? (laughs) In man, in this philosophical, do you think of Plato's allegory of the cave? Do you think man is too ignorant to understand the idealistic world that superimposes on itself? And do you think ethics can even converge to that possibility? Date number two. (laughs) Date number three. Do you like to be slathered up like an ice cream cone and licked all over? (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> Door number four. Please slathered tell us capitalism or socialism. Slathered Please tell us why. <laughs> what is he slathering? Seventies. Uh, buttermilk. <laughs> Do you oh. like buttermilk? Was that the question? <laughs> no, buttermilk's only good. Like uh, I, I thought. Okay, I drank buttermilk once. I thought you it was gonna taste like butter because you think you think it's, it says, it says buttermilk it. on it, so you think <laughs> it tastes for, like gonna be like a buttery milk. That's it's for not. cooking. It's like. It's, it, it's like the most sour, thick. Oh, it's great cornbread, though. <laughs> why, why would you even try that? I thought it was going to be buttery milk. So I took a big old gulp, and it was very sour. <laughs> but now, now I know how to make cornbread with it. So it worked Sweet out. Sweet summer Because I, I bought a lot of buttermilk, and I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I was like, what I do with all this fucking buttermilk? 
Chubby Webbers cannot get the words out, so he mumbles and uses a woman's voice. Uh, all right, moving on. Bransky, what do you look for in a woman? Bransky answers. Someone who is mature, responsible, and is looking for an awesome time. Chuck walks over to French. What about you, French? <laughs> French nervously answers. The one who likes me for me? Aww, I like <laughs> you. <laughs> All right, end of round one. Now on to round two. Chuck said. R round two's theme is hobbies. Announcer repeats. Hobbies! Bransky, what are some of your hobbies? Asked Chuck. <laughs> Uh, whenever I'm not solving crimes, I uh, like to listen to music, read, surf the web, take long walks in crime-filled alleys, and watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> that just bleeds. I am very badass all over you. <laughs> yeah, I hang out in all the bifurcal bars where you get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> what is this guy trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> he takes down the penis-looking badasses. <laughs> the penis-looking badasses. <laughs> Said Bransky. Oh, Excellent. What about you, French? French says, well, I enjoy trading cards. I have <laughs> garbage pale kale kids and Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that a real trading card? Yeah, it's, I've known. it's a, it was a I've... card, I think, from the, either the 80s or the 90s, but it's a set of cards, and it's these really disgusting-looking cards where, like, these kids dive into dumpsters and shit and get covered in garbage and whatever, and you could collect them, and people do, and they're, they're, worth, they're worth... The people who collect them now will pay a pretty penny to get a full collection. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> so I, mine just got People exploded. are so weird, dude. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't get it. Learning so much about the 80s today. We got uh, LJ and Video Art and Garbage Pail Kids. And Yu-Gi-Oh. And Yu-Gi-Oh. I, I even enjoy building models of the Titanic. Chuck said... I'm gonna this guy's really the, a, bombing this... This dating game, <laughs> like, yeah, I like Yu-Gi-Oh and building toy ships. <laughs> what the? F okay, now it's up to the judges to decide who goes out with who. Then whoever ends up with their date goes on a romantic trip and tells us how it went. Stay tuned. And now this commercial break. I have a question. During the commercial break, is there an opportunity for them to date an alien? Is, are there also Ooh. aliens no, in I the think, batch? Sadly, that would be a great twist. Okay, but, but it's just humans. Just it's just Chubby Webbers and Stephanie Craw in there. Okay, maybe they're not. Ha <laughs> maybe they're not into integration. <laughs> not know? not there yet. <laughs> they're not there yet. When the commercial break <laughs> ended, the judges were at the podium. However, the judges looked stoned and didn't even know where they were. <laughs> even on other planets, have to take ideas from American Idol. Jin thought out loud to herself. Uh, welcome back, ladies and germs. Um, gentlemen, the judges have put it to a vote. Who will end up with who? So the Bransky. judges decide who they get paired yeah. with? Okay. Bransky and French were both full of hope. Oh, let my date be Stephanie. Let my date be Stephanie. Bransky it, just to, to be clear, nobody has seen either of the two possibilities yet. 
No, but Bransky does know. They both know Stephanie Craw. Like it's his workplace crush. Right. She, okay. she also works at the FBI. Okay. So it's not really a blind date for him. It's more like a forced date yeah, for yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for her. Honestly, <laughs> she gets like abducted by aliens. It's like, <laughs> you got to go on a date with this guy you knew from down the hall. <laughs> Remember that guy? He just kept on giving you weird stares the whole time. Yes. <laughs> now you have to go out, go out, go out, go out with it. <laughs> One of the judges fell asleep and landed on a buzzer. <laughs> the results are in! First up, you French. You will go out with... Chuck says as he opens door number one. A drum roll plays. Then a rim shot is heard when Chuck opens the door and French's date is revealed to be Dr. Stephanie Craw. Oh, Dr. I remember her being Stephanie brought up earlier. Stephanie Chuck shouts as the audience roars with cheers. Oh, oh, oh. What? No! I was supposed to end up with her. Denied. Bransky shouts out. Denied. Patience, Bransky. You're next. Chuck assures him. The judges picked your date to be. Philbin walks over to door number two, and it's Chubby Weber's dress and drag. Chubby! <laughs> Round of applause, everybody! Let's all give Bransky and French a big hand! <laughs> I don't even. Stephanie! Donald! Hi, Bransky! Time to have fun! Oh, shit! Chuck advises them. <laughs> it's up to you, Bransky and French, to show your dates a good time. Or else! Or else? <laughs> or else what? Bransky asked. If you fail to have fun on your, your date, either of you, the loser has to face rehab! The audience goes, ooh. <laughs> Jin wonders, rehab? What does that mean on this show? <laughs> Donald and Stephanie walk over to... Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, foreshadowing I was expecting there? something a lot worse than the rehab. Wait, it's a little foreshadowing there, isn't yeah, it? What does rehab mean on this show? Yeah. It could be worse on this planet. Who knows? Donald and Stephanie walk over to Bransky and Chubby Webbers. Tough break, hey, Bransky. <laughs> Laughs French. Guess I'll be having sex with the woman you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's just very, very forward, this guy. He uh, <laughs> just found just out he was going talk. on a date with her. <laughs> He's already going for it. Bransky decides not to get mad. Want a trade? French was too proud and does not agree with Bransky. Nope. <laughs> No deal. Uh, let me be the victor for once. You had enough terms when you won and made me look like the loser. Goodbye. French has always gotten the short end of the stick. This time, he's coming out the champion. It felt good to the second banana hot street agent who is essentially everyone's favorite scapegoat and dupe. Stephanie asks French. Let's go skiing. I, ha I have a vacation house here on Kepler that's right on the mountains. Let the good times roll, French said. Chubby Weber says, 
I want to go on a tunnel. I'm surprised that he actually managed to get it. That's one of the possible blind dates. <laughs> well, it's also funny because Chubby Webber's knows Bransky knows he's <laughs> Chubby Webber's because this was Bransky and Chubby Webber's came up with this idea as a prank on French. <laughs> and so he knows the plan failed and he's still committing. Oh, that how is, the turn that is tables. Uh, y- y- you got it. Let's go," said Bransky, coveted with resentment. I've never heard of that. I never heard of that phrase. Mm-mm. Coveted with resentment. Because to covet something is to want something. So, like, <laughs> so is you really wanted? Wanted. Yeah. Wanted with resentment. It sounds nice though. Coveted. It does. That's definitely going to dog him a few. A few Harry Potters on that one. Maybe it's point covered two, with resentment. Harry Potters. Could be. Just, oh, the R is next to the T on the keyboard. Yeah. Huge faux pas right there. Who was very? See, that's a bad typo when it makes it another word. <laughs> <laughs> it has a different meaning. Uh, you would think these who, people would proofread, but... Who was very affronted that he ended up with Chubby Webbers. Chuck says to the audience, Now here's the fun part. Tune in tomorrow. Come back next time and we will see how Bransky and French's dates went. Join us here again on... The audience shouts out... Quirky, quirky Dots! Or is it just quirky dots? I feel like it's. As quirky dots ended for the day, Jen asks off the cuff to Chuck, "Excuse me, what exactly is rehab?" Chuck answers her, "Sorry, that info is strictly, strictly, strictly confidential. You'll have to wait until tomorrow." Shit! I'll find out. Jen vows as her instincts and intuition were telling her that this rehab thing was gonna be a homicidal and virulent. Well, right she, out with it. There it is. <laughs> right. She feared now for Bransky and Chubby Weber's life. Jen was also concerned about French. Jen gets her Jason iPhone. Guess it's just you and me now, Jason. What does rehab mean on Quirky.Tez? Jason scans all over the stage of Quirky.Tez and tells Jen, Analysis complete. Rehab means if you and your date don't have a good time, they will both be subjected to the bobsleds of doom. Thanks. <laughs> that okay. Bobsleds do not sound scary. Bobsleds of doom. Did you not hear that last part? It's of, of doom. <laughs> I know that I'm being monotone, but. This shit is serious. You are going to fucking die. I swear to God. So these bobsleds could... don't involve, you know, hot chocolate and blankets and like a cozy <laughs> fire afterwards. Like none of that, right? The, the bobsleds are filled with spikes. <laughs> Terrible spikes. I swear to fucking God. If you get on this bobsled, you are going to die. Stop taking this not seriously. I swear to God. I'm Fuck. Not, I'm still not taking it seriously. I'm sorry. I'm having a hard time here. What's the topography of this uh, this planet? <laughs> <laughs> like, just throw them off a cliff, or I don't know. <laughs> Volcanoes everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but Kepler isn't even a planet. <laughs> there is no geography. You just bobsled into the endless void yeah. that is the universe. Just into a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
It's actually just a telescope. <laughs> uh. What a weird turn of events, huh? Thanks, Jason. Oh, no. Whoever has a terrible time will die. I have to stop it, Jen said. A few blocks away from Quirky.Tez, Bransky was at Kepler Planet Fair with Chubby Weber still dressed in drag. Bransky just sat on the ride and looked into the sky. You gotta kiss me now, Bransky. Chubby Weber smooching his lips. <laughs> Screw off! I was supposed to end up with Stephanie, not you! Bransky spurts off. Oh, please, tell me that you love me. <laughs> oh, where, did I, where was I? Oh, yeah. Chubby Weber says, winking his eyes. You were dressed like that to go on this show to be French's date. Now that dude what up me. Bransky said with disarray. Just one kiss, please. Chubby Weber's begs. No. Bansky refusing. <laughs> uh, take one for the team. Chubby Weber's begs once more. That's your job to take one for the team, son of a bitch! Bransky shouted as he threw a piece of wood into the air at the Tunnel of Love. A few miles away, French was at Stephanie's vacation house, ready to go skiing. Wow, Stephanie, you sure know how to show a guy a good time. <laughs> French said as he and Stephanie were about to ski. You deserve this. I always felt bad for you the way you were treated at Hot Streets. Now, get ready, set, go! Stephanie and French both races against each other at the ski slope behind her house. French wins the race. Alright, I win again! Feels too good to win against Bransky! I never get he respect I want. <laughs> At least I have it now. <laughs> French cheers. Want to go inside and get comfy? You earn this. Stephanie tells him. Once they were both inside, French and Stephanie were dancing to Ashford and Simpson's Solid as a Rock. Solid as a rock. You know that song? Oh, yeah. yeah. Solid as a rock. You know, classic. Um, I missed that part. And you give love a bad name by Bon Jovi. Yeah. Right? You give love a bad, a bad name. Yeah. Right by the fireplace. Dude, I thought that song was so cool when I was like, I think like eight years old. Dude, whenever I was at <laughs> I camp during middle school, <laughs> we like had this guy who was obsessed with classic 80s rock in our cabin. And we had a compound bow, and we were supposed to make a music video or something. And he really wanted to use uh, You Make Love a Bad Name. And the whole deal right, would be uh, like, Shot through the heart, through the heart and you're, you're to blame. Baby, you can't love a bad, a bad name. name. Bad name, bad name. So, yeah, but yeah. he was way too much into it. He also like looked like he was on steroids, but he was very insecure about it, <laughs> that he was too jacked. We'd be like, dude, you fucking jacked. And he's like, stop talking about Guys, it. Guys, I'm really, really self-conscious about my muscles. <laughs> you have some killer dance moves. Quirk, uh, quirky Dates will be happy about us. Stephanie said, being impressed with French. I dance like this at the prom. French tells her. Quirky Dates was back on the day after. Chuck was interviewing French and Stephanie. 
We're back here, right here on Quirky.Tales. So, tell us, French, how was your date with Stephanie? Jin was in the audience, with the assumption that French was the one who messed up. This is it. French probably had a crappy time, she thought. French responds, We had a marvelous time! Stephanie adds, Right about that. We skied, danced, everything you would want a date to be. Chuck shouts, Awesome! They both enjoyed themselves! French and Stephanie both get up from the seat and say, In fact, we are going to go back to her vacation home, French says. The audience cheers. (laughs) Please, Uncle Mark, have a good time with Chubby, Jin pleaded. Let's go back, handsome, Stephanie flirted. Chuck says to the audience, After this commercial break, we will see how Bransky's and Chubby's date turned out. Stay tuned and we'll be back in two and two. The audience cheers and claps once more. French and Stephanie went back to her vacation house. Now it was Chubby Webber's and Bransky's turn. The commercial break was over. And we're back, Chuck said. Now Bransky and Chubby Webber's were in the seat to talk about their date. So, you two lovers, (laughs) how did you date? Go at the tunnel of love, asks Chuck. Chubby Weber shouts, He was a total shit face to me! <laughs> the audience, <laughs> Will you shut up? screamed Bransky. See, he treated me like toilet water! Chubby Weber's yells. The audience was shocked. Bransky gets up and tries to explain. It's really a dog in disguise. Who was the ice wipe who made me end up with this canine? The audience grew even more angrier. Uh-oh. They didn't hit it off. You all know what that means. Rehab. Chuck calls out the audience. Rehab. 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 Two security guards come onto the stage and take Chuck, what Chuck, take Chubby Webbers and Bransky away. When we come back, we will show these two assholes the bobsled of doom. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> bobsled of doom. I forgot about the bobsled of doom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so you just have to say that you had a good time and yeah. then you There's avoid no... the bobsled. Like Yeah, I think that's why they both die because the, they could have just lied. <laughs> yeah. So if, like if the woman comes out she's like he was an asshole. It's like, okay, well you could have just fucking lied, you know. <laughs> For sure. I guess. It just seems like a bad system, honestly. <laughs> bobsled of doom. Did this suddenly become the running man? Shouted Bransky. That's it! We're dead! <laughs> cries Chubby Webbers. Jin gasps. They're both in trouble. If only I knew where French is. Jin says running out of the audience, out of the quirky Tez studio building. Must warn French what's going to occur with Uncle Mark and Chubby Webbers. Jin gets her Jason phone, iPhone. Come on, locate French. What can I do for you? Asks Jason. Jason, locate Donald French! Jin orders. Scanning and locating. 
Jason says as the iPhone scans. Meanwhile, back at Stephanie's vacation house, she and French were in bed. Uh, how did you like the sex? Asked French. <laughs> Jeez. I loved it. Man, I can go for seconds. I am so horny for you right now. Seconds. Stephanie boasted. God. That has got to be so disappointing. <laughs> it was like a pump. No, like se- like no, like seconds oh, as in seconds I can go for seconds. Like, uh, I can do like it the again. guy from the first story, he wants seconds of that spaghetti. She wants seconds of uh, French. Okay. <laughs> just horny. Okay, our French roommate just thought that was a compliment on French people. I heard him <laughs> boasting in the corner over there. The guy's named French. His name's Donald. We're not talking about you, fucking goddammit. <laughs> Stephanie boasted. Horny? That's my favorite word ever. Let's make love again. French says. A knock is heard at the bedroom. What in the hell? French was startled. Stephanie panics. It's him. Who's him? Asked French. Uh, 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 Hector. Stephanie uttered with reluctance. Who's that? Is this part of the show? French asked her. (sighs) I'm afraid I haven't been completely honest with you. You see, Hector is my... You're what? French was terrified. Hector broke down the door. Hector was a Kelperian, too. He was dressed in Speedos and was very muscular. <laughs> I'm her fiancé! Hector she shouted. She slept with him. What? <laughs> she she didn't think twice about it. Didn't think that she should bring that up. Why is she even going on a dating show? I'm so confused. <laughs> Did she have a choice, though, to go on the dating the plot show? Twist she had a choice not happen. to sleep with him. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's <laughs> I a, mean, yeah. did she? Because it's either that or the bobsled and do. She's so. the one. Yeah, that's I'm so pretty true. sure she suggested. If we go back earlier, I'm pretty sure she says, let's go to my vacation house and have sex. I mean, you're like right. That. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. What? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, infidelity. <laughs> Uh, Are they swinging? Are they swingers? Is that what's going on here? It's the only thing that makes sense in my mind. Hector shouted. Hector, it's not what you think. Stephanie clamored. We only had sex. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) And I was just saying I want more right now. Seconds. Whole seconds. (laughs) Fiance? You didn't say anything about no fiance. Yelled French. Oh, okay. They call me Hector the Collector! Hector slowly approached French. <laughs> what does he collect? Oh, why do they call you that? Asked French. I'm a famous wrestler here on Kepler. Know why I'm called the Collector? Well, Tell this us. makes sense why she has a vacation house on this planet now. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us, said French. I'll rip out the testicles of anyone who beeps around with my woman. Do the same with whoever I beat at wrestling, by the way. Then I put the balls in a jar for safekeeping. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Branch holds on to his crotch. Please, please don't spare my manhood. It's the only masculine thing. 
about Matt. But <laughs> <laughs> man, it's the only mask. I mean, like, what else even qualifies as? <laughs> Whatever. Look, I'm sorry, we broke up, and Stephanie struggles to explain. <laughs> you slut, dirty, filthy whore. We're done. French told her off. <laughs> Hector the Collector tells French. I give you two options. You give me your balls or I'll throw you out. Choice is you. <laughs> two very drastic options. One, I'll castrate you. The other, yeah, I'll kick you out. I'll, I'll, you have to leave. <laughs> I would rather, I think leaving is a good option. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, uh, a that, fair option. That's not terrible. Uh, he, he, being thrown out sounds good. French says. Okay, now tell me, Twigman, what's your favorite 1990s sitcom? Growled Hector. What does that have to do with anything? French trembles. Answer the question. Roars Hector. Don't, <laughs> don't have to be like Sean Hannity about it. Well, I had quite the fondness for the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. This is stupid. I'm <laughs> it, sorry. It this really is really stupid. dumb. Yeah, I agree with that <laughs> yeah. as well. French answers. The front of Stephanie's house was shown, then a close-up of the front door. Within second, French was thrown out a la Uncle Phil in jazz. French let out a high-schooling scream. Jen runs to him. Oh, French, so lucky I found you. What are you doing here? Asked French. Oh, came to inform you that I need your help. You see, Uncle Mark and Chubby Webbers had a shitty time on their date. They had a shitty time? What about me? French pointing to himself. I just found out Stephanie was engaged to be married to a wrestler here in Kepler, then he threw me out. Now is not the time. Uncle Marp and Chubby Webbers are about to enter rehab, Jen told him. Rehab? I didn't know Bransky was into drugs. <laughs> I'd expect that with that dog of yours, French said. Now you don't understand. Rehab is a thing on Quirky.Tez that if you don't show your date a fun time, they both get put in bobsleds of doom. Said Jen. <laughs> French gets up from the snow and it finally two? hits him. <laughs> we don't want to lose Bransky or your dog. Let's move it! Jen and French rush back to the Quirky Dot Test studio. Stephanie and Hector reconciled. French and Jen rush back to the Quirky Dot Test studio. Chuck was telling Chubby Webbers and Bransky, who were both confined in the bobsled. You both had a depressing time on your date. Now we'll show you ha how having fun done. Chuck announced. Rehab. 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 Chanting's hard over the internet. Nice knowing you, Bransky. Tell Jen I love her. Chubby Webbers moaned. No need for that. I'll get us out. Bransky assures, knowing that he possibly could not escape. Jen and French were now at the Quirky Dates studio. French had a plan. We need to create a power outage. Jen agrees. Awesome, French. Jason can help us that. Bibble is about to launch the bobsled and starts a countdown. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Oh, did you know you'll land in boiling acid? <laughs> Six. Five. Reaching for Jason, Jen says, Power outage. Jason shoots a laser at the Quirky Dot has logo. Outage complete, Jason implies. 
The countdown has ceased. He implies it. He implied it. He didn't say it directly. Okay. <laughs> he had a longer sentence, but he implied that. It was fine. Uh, forgot to tell you, Jen, if Bransky and Chubby Weppers would have ended up dead, you could totally come live with me. French offers to Jen. Looks like I won't have to move within you now, Jen said. The laser shot from Jason causes lights to go off on the Quirky Dottez game show. The audience was in an uproar. Bransky and Chubby Webbers were saved. It's one powerful iPhone. <laughs> it's a very good iPhone. <laughs> I don't get it. Who, how or what could have caused this? Don't they know I hate the dark? Chubby Webbers said, all in a heap of panic. Bransky sees Jen and French with a flashlight that French had on him. Uncle Mark, are you alright? Asked Jen, helping both her dog and uncle out of the bobsled. Okay, wait a minute. I'm confused. Yeah, me too. They've been referring to Chubby Webbers as a dog for the last few paragraphs. Yeah. And only I, these last few paragraphs. I caught that Is he well. a literal dog? I think he is. I think he was the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm just, what? For the I listeners, uh, Alicia just ha- just started shaking her head. <laughs> I'm also shaking my I'm head. I'm confused. This is stupid. This is bad. This is, I, this this is, is painful. I almost stupid. don't want to finish. I've really am, I've been looking forward to it being done now for like 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> This is It's been dragging on for so long, and I feel like it's gone nowhere, and it's so confusing, and it's... Uh, like, at one stage, I was like, maybe this could have, like, an interesting ending, but now, no. I don't know. No, bobsled of doom. <laughs> it's, it's the, and we don't even get uh, the bobsleds. I don't... Oh, God, this is rough. Bransky and Chubby Webbers were saved. I don't get it. How or what would have caused this? Don't they know I hate the dark? Chubby Webber said, all in a heap of panic. Bransky sees Jen and French with a flashlight that French had on him. Uncle Mark, are you all right? Asked Jen, helping both her dog and uncle out of the bobsled. Quick, no time. We need to get the beep out of here. Bransky orders Jen. French and Chubby Webbers, as they ran out the Quirky Dates gaming show, building as a riot broke out. Calm down, calm down. I know I promised you all death. Quiet, stop. Right now, people, don't disperse. Please don't start. An audience member threw a chair at Chuck Lennon's girl in the face. I think that might be reference to the Jerry Springer uh, riot that occurred when they brought the KKK on and they kept like telling the, the people in the audience. Oh, uh, like, yeah, oh. I watched the. Uh, yeah, it's, it, if you ever want to see a good fight, watch uh, that on YouTube. Jerry Springer. If you ever want to see someone always. punch a Nazi. Yeah. You can just do that. Chuck landing screw in his face. Bransky, Chubby Webbers, French, and Jen all went back inside the spaceship from which they came to the Kepler planet. The spaceship zoomed back to Earth. The quirky dates, okay, the one time they spelled it with an S, the quirky date studio implodes upon itself. What? Hey, Bransky. <laughs> I rescued you for once. You owe me. How about giving me your office for a week? French bragged. Got a better idea. For stealing, it was supposed to be my date. How about I dig your hat up your ass? Bransky sneered at his partner. <laughs> Enough. It doesn't matter who rescued who, or what Bransky did to French, or whatever. The important thing is you guys gave it your all. Chin <laughs> <laughs> tells both her uncle and his partner. Okay. <laughs> Yes, you're correct, Jen. We did try. It was an amazing experience. Sorry about that, French. No hard feelings. Apologize, Bransky. None taken. French said. You both tried your hand by throwing your hats in the dating ring, and even though it didn't work out, tell them, Chubby Webbers, said Jen. Chubby, we- Chubby Webbers... Oh, God, I hate his name. Chubby Webbers says... 
It's better to have loved and failed than to have never loved at all. The Hot Streets gang all had a good laugh, then they reached Earth. The spaceship gets put away in storage via Bransky, uses a remote control to have the spaceship fold into a heavy box. Really? At the FBI headquarters, Sue Park comes and sees everyone. Holy shit, what happened to you guys? She exclaimed. Worst time off ever! Chubby Weber cries. We're ready to come back to work now! Said Bransky. Give us a mission, we'll take it anything! French said, sobbing as he was grabbing Sue Park by the collar. Anything! Anything! Sue Park pushes off French. I'll see what I can find. Report back here tomorrow. Sue Park said, going back to her office at the FBI headquarters, Hot Streets Division. Looks like you guys are going back to work now, said Jin. Come on, chubby Webbers. Let's go home and I'll give you a nice bath and a warm meal. So it is a fucking dog. <laughs> it is. What? That is messed up. <laughs> Oh my god. It was Scooby Doo the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, fucking it's Narwhal Is it over Scooby now? Us. Is it do- is it done? We're so close. Uh. <laughs> Chubby Weber's howls. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it the first time I read this. It's a fucking dog. It's a dog what? that was dressed up as a woman going on oh a date. <laughs> Bransky and French both walk back home. See you then tomorrow? asked French. So I was going to say, well, that I thought that statement before where it's like, it's a dog dressed up in drag. Mm-mm. I originally thought that was just like a nope. weird, like nope. anti-trans thing. Uh-uh. Right? Being like, Mm-mm. oh, it's just a guy. In- no, nope. it was, nope. he was being serious. It was, <laughs> yeah, that was my impression too. It's actually oh, just straight up a dog. Wow. <laughs> dressed guys, in drag. We might be a little too judgmental, guys. We never thought it could have been a dog. <laughs> Can you just uh, get it over with, please? Yeah, uh, that's what Sue Park said. First, let's refresh ourselves. We have let's refresh ourselves. We have to get to work by eight. Oh, in French. Yes, Bransky. Thanks for saving my ass back there. Good to have you as my partner. From now on, I will treat you with the utmost dignity. Bransky complimenting his friend. Bransky was now thankful to have French working for him. If it not for French, Bransky Chubby Webbers would have died indeed. Bransky and French could not be more happier than to have time off. Their time off end. Going back to work the next day at the FBI headquarters Hot Streets Division. What adventures will await them? It's only fair to stay tuned to find out. The end. The proceeding has been a Narwhal Puppy production. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, Ooh. That was that. way too long. <laughs> that, was, that was... That was actually that was bad. the same length as uh, the, the story you listened to last time, a storm into Chinatown. Uh this was, four thousand words. It was confusing. It was not funny. It was not <laughs> entertaining. It was this, oh, this story right bad. here. Yeah, this one right here. Yeah, I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> I, I one think one point five out of five. It just kept going, and it was so uninteresting. It would end. It was. It would not end to save one point. I feel like every time that she had a good idea, like they're gonna go on a dating show. It got weird you're dating a dog and and then we're gonna go to another planet the the opportunities are limitless you're on another planet didn't cool didn't bring out any cool alien stuff nope bobsled and doom and then we've got and then we've got the jealous ex and the jealous ex could have been you know messed up everything but no it was just awkward 
And so I feel so like there were a lot bad. of good thoughts, but not a good, not, not no good conclusions. I so I disagree. Rough. I thought there were zero good thoughts. I thought it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was just bad. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so I, I was gonna give it a two out of five, but then it kept on going for another thirty minutes. So one point five out of five Harry Potters. I'm okay. only not gi- I'm it. only not giving it a one because it wasn't as grammatically bad as a lot of the ones we've read in the past. Yeah, I gotta agree with this completely. This is it's it's goofy, yeah, but it's not that goofy. It's very weird. It, it censors itself, but then it talks about ripping testicles off. Like, I mean, that's not even the worst part. The worst part was just how fucking boring. They could have talked about ripping testicles out all they wanted to if it was actually funny. I mean, I don't want to hate on you too much, Narwhal Puppy. You know, you need to just work on your stuff. I do want to hate together. on you, Narwhal Puppy. <laughs> don't, don't listen <laughs> You're to Snoring, Narwhal writer, Puppy. He's a bully. You should stop writing. <laughs> don't is, listen to Snoring, Narwhal Puppy. Just, He's just a bully. I'm just looking out for you, I promise. <laughs> Keep your day job. <laughs> Keep your day job. Seriously, just, just give it up. Boring, uninspired, waste of time. Wow, that's like a I, my head actually hurts. Right honestly, there. like my I have cranial discomfort from, <laughs> <laughs> from from listening to that fucking thing. I don't know why it had to be in space. Yeah, and that's yeah. probably the worst thing in the. Sci-fi it is definitely like, unnecessarily I, gratuitous. There was no reason well, for it to be. They in had space. to be in space because how else would the hot street gang, hot streets, you know, the paranormal investigation, no, the yeah, FBI? Yeah. <laughs> no, none of it mattered. Nothing mattered. It was a date show. It was bad. It was dumb. Uh, negative one out of five. <laughs> negative one. We can't out of five. do the so negative. Think... We talked about this. So wait. So you think We're that open, Dak trying into negative ratings it opens up a whole can? So of I just worms. want to make this clear. <laughs> fine, fine. Zero point one okay. out of five. Okay. So this is still my thing. So we're still on Thickwad, which of course is the side that has Stack Travel, which is an author we love, but who's seen some serious improvement in his writing. So you're saying this is worse than, worse than Dak Travel? I still haven't given a lower uh, than one rating because I think we can go so much lower than this. I'm saving. I'm saving I my mean, zero can, rating I, for something that's just truly terrible. They, I don't know. They, these are. I think. I think the word. What I can say about the Jack Tribal one. I was confused. I laughed a lot more in the Jack Tribal one. Like as far as like you know quirky funny. This is just painful. This was a chore. I was. It was working, a chore. Doing. Yeah, these I was working just trying to pay attention. Like <laughs> seriously, I was like, it was. It was. It was. I I don't even know if we should release this pod. It's it's gonna be so boring. It's just like we had some, this. We, we had some laughs throughout the way. It had nothing to do with the story. <laughs> like it was just laughing at I how bad ima- it was, and yeah. I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to that because it went on oh God. and it was, on and it was, it was like it felt like there was no end, uh, and that's why I uh, chose it. I was like, I, okay, I there's it, another one. I thought it was one. gonna be. I thought it was gonna be the next Star Wars. I don't. I don't the know next, what you're. Sort of question your judgment <laughs> after being on a few of these podcasts. None of hey. these have even come close to Harry Potter. They are. I get the internet, and there, you know, there's not a whole lot, you know, as far as like great content out there. But come on, man, this is just, hey. this is just yeah. painful. This could have been the next Star Wars. We didn't know no. until no. we did the podcast. We can't figure you, out. Don't you read? Don't you, you pre-read so these? 
<laughs> uh, I had fun. I know what you guys. I mean, I've also been drinking. <laughs> I should have. I should have I been because I think I would have enjoyed this a little bit more. But I was having a hard uh, so, enough time figuring out what was going on, and I'm so, way too yeah, sober right now. Yeah, I think the last right thing now. I needed to do. So. Right. So, uh, yeah. Well, that again gives us. Uh, we're out of time here. Um. Thank uh, Alicia and Storm for coming on to Barry Jim's. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Uh, great to have you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime. I feel like. And a, uh, yeah. so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm done recording. Later. Now. Later. Late. Later. Hey, the stories, you know, they might take off. And if you have any other stories you think might take off, feel free to email them to us at barrygympodcast at gmail.com.